0: The Bearcat Basketball Podcast is now presented by the Healthcare Management Group. Shout out to everyone at HCMG, and thank you for the support. Welcome back to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former UC basketball player from 1997, to 1999, under the legendary coach Bob Huggins, and I was fortunate enough to wear the iconic Jordan brand unis during my time. You can find me on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Alex underscore Meacham. Meacham spelled M E A C H A M. I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn, Alex Meacham. I'm on Snapchat at Big Meach41. And thanks to my producer, Stu Holt, I'm on TikTok. At Alex Meacham 41, and my producer Stu is shaking his head because I've, I've still yet to um, produce any TikTok videos. I'm kind of a TikTok creeper, like, I just watch yeah, at all this the. Point, yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Video coming soon, right? Very soon. Very soon. <laughs> Very soon. Uh, Stu, I want to tell you that next Wednesday is May 12th. You know what May 12th is? I do not. I do not. May 12th is my birthday. Good. I will be forty-five years old. Wow. Michael Jordan comeback forty-five.
1: Michael Jordan comeback forty-five. He wore forty-five when he came. Oh, back. with the Wizards. No, no, with no. The, How old are you? I actually, You know what? I'm. I'm sorry. So so. Okay. <laughs> Jordan went. Okay. We got no, you're you. You're right. No, I, I remember you, this. You now. watched. I did. I watched the watched documentary. Okay.
0: It. I watched it he did wear 45 he wore 45 oh so,
1: so what you're telling me is i know what you're telling me see i've been trying to get you to hoop
0: <laughs> <laughs> no way i am not coming back to the game that's
1: what you're telling me i don't, I don't know what else you're trying to tell me i think it's, that's it it's just it's just the four or five he coming back um, um he coming back nope Nope. What was it? Uh, quotations? I'm back.
0: Yeah, I'm <laughs> back. Which he, which at that time, he sent a fax out, or his representative sent a fax out to all the media people around the country, and it just had the Michael Jordan Enterprise whatever label head, and it just said, "I'm back," and that mm. was it. Uh, actually, amazing. a guy that I know has the fax that he sent out. He has it framed. Oh wow. Yeah, I, I, I'd love to get my hands on that. For sure. Um, but I, I'll give you a little tidbit about Michael Jordan coming back. So he comes back to the game. I love telling this story. And I'm riding my bike with friends. And back in the day, we didn't have cell phones when I was young. We didn't have pagers. You had to literally call somebody's home to get a hold of them. And if their mom was on the phone gossiping, the line was busy. It had a busy signal. Do you know what that is, Stu?
1: Oh, yeah. Very good. Okay.
0: All right. So my brother... Called the house that I was at. He called their house to relay a message to me. And we were riding bikes out in the neighborhood to get home right away. Michael Jordan is coming back and he's playing against the Pacers in Indiana. Man, I got on my bike so fast. Got home, turned on the TV and the TV in my room was was super rickety. It, was, it, was, it had like tinfoil on the antenna. It was not a, not a very good TV. So I turn it on, and it's like, man, MJ's back. And I, so no one knew he was wearing 45. So I'm watching, and I'm like, he's wearing 40. Like, why 45? Like, nobody knew. Of course, later on, uh, we, we kind of find that out. But here's an interesting fact about that game. Prior to the game... Michael Jordan is so nervous before the game, he puts his shorts on backwards. So if you watch that entire Pacers game, he has his Bulls shorts on backwards. The NBA logo's on the back. The drawstring is, hangs out at one point during the game. Wow. He has them on completely backwards. Had no idea the entire game. Wow. And I love telling that story. And I tell kids that story all the time because here is the greatest player to ever play the game, and he gets nervous.
2: Mm. I yeah. always,
0: always tell kids that. Like, And, and, and I'll, I'll end on this. Michael Jordan said that he eventually retired when he was playing with the Wizards. You know where I'm going with this, yeah. too? Yeah. He eventually retired because he said... He didn't have butterflies before yeah. the game. He knew it was time to go. Here's here's the goat, my goat, mm-hmm. saying every game, before every game, he got nervous. He had butterflies. I mean, think about that. Yeah. And those last couple games with the Wizards, he did not have them. And he said, it's time to go.
1: Mm. I love that, telling that's, that. That's good. Isn't that's, that good? That's very good. It's like Kobe. Yeah. He the, had a documentary... Uh um, what was it? Kobe's your goat. Yeah. He, he, I can't believe I forgot the name of the documentary. I'm not sure. But it it was, uh, he he basically said, um, like, yeah, before every game, right before he runs out the tunnel, he gets butterflies. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. Yep. You would have never thought that.
0: Well, you think with guys at that level, man, they put so much time mm-hmm. into their craft Right. It's it's not just like for a lot of guys that play today, it's a business because it's such a global brand now. But a lot of guys like Michael and and Kobe's a a Michael disciple. I mean, it was all about the craft. It wasn't a business to them. Mm -hmm. If you told them, hey, listen, you're playing for the Lakers, but you're, you're playing for free or Michael, you're playing for free. They'd probably not be happy, but guess what? Right. They'll be out there hooping. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Kobe doing work. That's what it's called. Kobe doing work. Kobe doing work. Wasn't that
0: a Lil Wayne line?
1: It probably was. Yeah. It probably was. It was. It's, from, it's probably from the documentary, see? And, and,
0: and you know, it's crazy to believe this. It has been 21 years since I put on a Bearcat uniform. Mm. 21 years that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? That's, it that's... doesn't seem that long. I could remember my first game running out of the locker room tunnel in front of 13,176 people. Every game we had my first and second year were was pretty much sold out. I mean it, I take that back. There were some games, there were some games we didn't have sold out, but that first game that I ran out was sold out because of so much excitement behind. Uh, recruits and new guys they wanted to see. And man, the goosebumps. Speaking of being nervous, mm. I knew I wasn't playing. You're right. still nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous.
1: He was like, dang, I hope I don't miss no layup and layup lines. Man.
0: Oh man. And, and and think about this. Think about this, Stu. <laughs> Nobody knows who I am. Mm-hmm. So here I am, a walk-on. I don't even have my name on the back of my jersey. Mm. Because I was so new, they hadn't even stitched my name on there. Nobody knows who I am, so it's like, who's this random dude? Right? Hooping?
1: He must have won a contest, don't we?
0: <laughs> like Make a Wish kid. Like, so I'm like, man, I can't miss a layup. Everybody's watching me. It, it feels like, listen, there are thirteen thousand one hundred seventy-six people there. I know everyone's not watching me. Like, right. realistically, they're. They're looking at Kenyon Martin, you know they're looking at the, the star players. but it feels like yeah. everyone's looking at you yeah how you chew your bubble gum, how you walk, every it's your face you everything you do, every movement you feels like under a microscope. Mm. Now, after a while, you get used to it and then you're just purely focused in on, on the game. yeah you know what I mean? Yeah but initially. Woo!
3: Mm.
1: Good. Uh, so hold on though, Meach. I have something I need to address. You know, it's it's a, it's a it's a, it's just a regular. I don't, I don't remember what day it was. I think it was like a random Saturday, maybe a couple of weeks ago. Okay. And you know, I'm just scrolling through my phone, going through Instagram. Okay. And um, you know, my favorite player, NFL player of of all time, is Chad Johnson.
0: Oh. No question.
1: My favorite bingo, of course, right?
0: Uh, uh, same. You
1: know, so of course I follow him on Instagram. Yep. So, you know, I'm going, I'm, I'm on Instagram, click on his story, and I see a, a picture, and I look closer. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like... I know where you're going. I'm like, Meech? Yeah. I'm like, is that Meech sitting <laughs> next to Chad? Very, I was very confused. I'm still confused to this day. Still confused. You want to hear the story? He made it. Made it it big time. I'm big time now. Big time. So
0: let me tell you the story. Okay. Okay. So it's it's Midnight Madness. This is Bearcat Midnight Madness. This is some I think maybe a couple years, several years after I finished playing. Actually, you know what? I I know when it was. It was Mick Cronin's first year. Hmm. So Mick Cronin's first year, and they wanted to have this like super hyped up. Midnight Madness. So they had, like, you remember uh, Bronson Arroyo, the, the pitcher of course. for the Reds? He played guitar, He too. played guitar. So they yeah. had him perform. Wow. He actually performed at the Midnight Madness, and they asked Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco, to come out. This is when he had the blonde mohawk. Mm. So he gets there. They give him a Bearcat football jersey and a Bearcat uh, hat. So he throws it on, and they said, hey, will you be like an honorary coach and sit on the bench? And he was like, sure. So they give him the stuff. Well, Chad goes and sits on the bench, like, right away. But the actual midnight madness scrimmage wasn't going to happen for, like, another hour. So dude's literally, literally sitting there for, like, 20 minutes by himself. Nobody else. And this is back where, like, people weren't super active on their phones like they are today. So he's just kind of sit, sitting there. So I'm actually walking on the floor, and I'm getting ready to go to my seats. And one of the... um I can't remember who it was at the time, but somebody in the athletic department grabs me and says, Hey, hey, uh, we need you right now. Can you go sit next to Chad Johnson and just keep him company? And I'm like, Can I? <laughs> That's my favorite player of all time. All right. I was like, Say less. So I head that way <clears throat> and I go and sit down and I'm like, Hey, you know, Chad, my name is Alex Meacham. I play for the Bearcats. And I, I, I had on a gray and white Jordan um, sweatsuit. Mm. It's not as nice as the sweatsuit you have on. The people that are watching our YouTube hey. video can see that you have on one of the crispiest you sweatsuits. Know. You walked in and, and even Colin was like, Colin, Colin's, as we discovered on <coughs> the last podcast, is a big shorts guy. He is. But he looked at those pants and said, I might try that sometime. He, 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 yeah. You might convert them to the sweatsuit game. I might,
1: Or he going to cut them."
0: Make him a, <laughs> short, a short sweatsuit? <laughs> you know, I might have to hem these oh, up at the man, bottom. I'm hem them up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I've got on a grand white sweatsuit, and I'm wearing the grape. And, and Colin appreciate this; he's a shoe guy. The grape Jordan fives. Okay, and they aren't even out yet. So they—I mm-hmm. should say—they're not. Ret- so they're retro. They came out, you know, way back in the day, but they were re-releasing them for one of the might, might have been first time I can't remember but I had them early maybe like a week or so early so I introduced myself to Chad I sit down he doesn't even say hi he's like hey man where'd you get those shoes and I said oh so I kind of tell him where I where I got them from which I I can't say on the podcast right now but and uh, he was like man I need those and in one of the pictures I didn't post this one but so the guy who took that picture actually was a freelance photographer and he took like six shots of me sitting there talking to him and I got him in the mail one day randomly wow I don't know how dude got my address <laughs> but I get these pictures in the in the mail and it's from Midnight Madness and it's me and, I'm like man and and so anyway one time Chad's like looking at my shoes and another time I'm like pointing at him and he's like looking But here's the funniest part of the story. So Chad's very, um, um, obviously he's, he he loves people. He's very entertaining. So he's, he's very ADD. Like he jumps from topic to topic. He's looking around. He's, you know, so he's not fully engaged with the conversation. So this lady walks by and she's like, Hey, you guys need anything to eat or drink? And I was like, yeah, I'll take a water. And Chad, (laughs) Chad goes, um, I need four hot dogs. And they was like, four? He's like, four hot dogs. She says, do you want a drink? He goes, nope, I need four hot dogs. So she goes and gets four concession stand hot dogs. Now, these aren't like little hot dogs. These are like regular size concession hot dogs. Right. You know this dude sits here and eats four concession stand hot dogs, no drink. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> in a shot clock probably goes off before he's i'm like oh this man that? just ate four just went in four hot dogs Dang. and didn't even miss a beat Dang. but but so my favorite my favorite nfl player yeah Bengal of all time no question the only thing i'm salty about i wish i would have gotten a picture with him with the blonde mohawk, cause that was epic.
1: It was. You agree? Yeah, oh man, yeah. That
0: was that was an epic, yeah. epic look. And I don't even know why. I'm a picture guy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know why I didn't get a picture with him. I still can't can't remember what happened, but yeah. anyway, that's my my Chad Johnson story. Yeah,
1: I saw that. I was like Meech, big time now. I don't know. How, I, don't know. I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, is that Meech? Oh man, I had to double look. I'm like. I hope to meet Big him time. again. I want
0: to meet. He's he's, yeah. he's one of my favorites. Still one of my favorites. He's he's entertaining. He, he engages with people, which I that's what I really love, man. He engages with
1: yeah, fans, the fans and yeah. people. Yeah,
0: whether you're a fan, you could not even be a fan of football or the NFL or whatever, and and he's just chopping it up with whoever. Um, yeah. You know, that's what life's all about. At the end of the day, is about people.
1: Oh, one hundred percent. Right, one hundred percent.
0: Uh. Speaking of that, um, a couple things before we uh, before we jump into some different topics. Uh, I spoke about this last time on the podcast, and I want to touch base back. We just launched our Shining Star apparel line. So Shining Star, for those that don't know, is the AU program that I run. We operate about 30 basketball teams during the course of a year, and we have gear. And all the apparel and gear sales go back to helping kids that financially struggle in our program. <clears throat> And our goal is over the next couple years to basically have a solid base yearly of money that we bring in from apparel that can 100% go to help fund a lot of kids to plan our program that can't afford it. So we're looking to you know, hopefully fund you know, between 20 and 40 kids because it's not cheap to play travel basketball. With mm-hmm. you know having to go to hotels and food and uniform fees and all that good stuff, so we were looking for creative ways to do fundraisers. So, um, if anyone out there is interested and wants to support, it's uh, for a good cause. You can go to um, our website, which is shiningstarsports.org. Uh, click around to Shine One Apparel. Um, you can go to Shine One Apparel um, as well and find that. And we'll I'll send out some links for that, and hopefully you can support. I might do a giveaway. I might do mm. some sort of giveaway uh, for the podcast as well, which leads me to say this too. I got an idea. Um, we had someone meet you, reach out. I said meet out. Reach out. That's pretty good. <laughs> that was pretty good.
1: Wasn't it? Everybody meet you out.
0: And- <laughs> <laughs> Everybody meet you out. I always get people. Always do this to me. Nice to meet you, Meach. Oh, that's good. I get that, and I'm I just like lie, look. <laughs> and I'm like, well, You know the other problem I have when I'm out of town and I introduce myself to people, I get this every time. And my one buddy, who's usually with me, he's hip <laughs> to it. I'll introduce myself. I'll say, you know, how you doing? I'm Alex Meacham. And a guy go, oh, nice to meet you too. And then he'll say his name. They think when I'm saying Meacham, they're like, Alex, nice to meet you. And I say it. and They, it, they don't process that my last oh, wow. name. is Mitchell. It happens like <laughs> all my buddy just cracks up. And they go, happen again. Oh, and they'll go, oh, man. nice to meet you too. My name's Rick or whatever. I'm weak. But anyway, um, we had a local establishment reach out to us um, that potentially will be a sponsor. Another sponsor. That would be our third sponsor for the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. Uh, okay. It's really growing. Mm-hmm. I want to thank everybody for the support um, because the podcast—not only is the podcast growing, our numbers have doubled mm-hmm. since we did the state of a of uh, the state of UC basketball. Our, our numbers have doubled, but the interaction I think on Twitter and all that has really got the attention of some local groups that they wanted to uh, sponsor. So, uh, where I'm going with this is the the potential deal we're working with the sponsor. We might do a podcast with fans. At this particular establishment, mm. I think that'd be that'd be cool. That's gonna be good. And we'll do it with the fans. Mm. We'll have some fans on. What do you think about that? Well, I think that's good. Good idea. Very good. I'll bring in some shining star gear, and we'll, we'll maybe do a giveaway. Mm. See how we're gonna just bring it all. We'll tie full it circle. all together. It's full circle. Yes. Um, also, hopefully, we'll be announcing this uh, sponsor here um, within the week. Um, also, Walk of a Lifetime book. Um, we're, we've submit. We're going to resubmit um, some things with our audio book, and mm-hmm. hopefully that'll be out soon. We're going to do some giveaways, some Bearcat giveaways that'll be tied in to the Walk of a Lifetime audiobook. I think fans will really enjoy that. Um, lastly, for anyone out there that has children or has friends that have children, boys or girls between the age of five to eleven years old, uh, we are hosting. Um, organization is hosting nine basketball camps throughout the greater Cincinnati area. Uh, We're working with uh, Mercy Anderson, uh, Mercy Healthplex West Claremont, uh, Mercy Healthplex Fairfield, uh, Tri Health and Blue Ash, uh, Seven Hills High School. So we're doing camps at all those locations. Um, The flyer is posted on my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. It's all over the place. So If you're interested in any of that or know someone that's interested, uh, you can hit us up at info at shiningstarsports.org. Now, you know what time it is, don't you? What time is it, Meach? It is cruisy comedy time. Let's go. Now, this is is something new to the podcast. Um, The gentleman who is now doing our YouTube video for the podcast, so our podcast not only is on... SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, it's now on YouTube um, as a video, and the gentleman that helps us with that is Colin Kruse, and if you listen to episode 83, you learned a little bit more about Colin. Uh, He wears shorts in the winter. Um, He plays uh, the guitar at local establishments and sings songs that I've never heard of. Um, which is fine, <laughs> but I'm I'm gonna change that. I'm gonna change that. We're gonna get some more Kings of Leon into your portfolio. A little Bieber, uh, more John Bieber. Mayer, maybe. Huh? that Bieber. Go. Bieber. Gotta get some Bieber. Bieber's got some, the Bieber's new album's got some some bangers. So, but 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 anyway, but what what I'm getting to is during this whole process of doing the podcast and other things, when when Col- when Colin joined the team, we slowly Stu and I slowly. It's, it's, tell me if you agree with this. We slowly realized just how, maybe even accidentally, funny mm-hmm. Colin is. Do you agree
1: with this, Stu? I agree. I agree. You know, because, you know, first few times, like, aha, that was funny. Then it's like constant, and you're like, man, this dude is funny. This dude is funny. Unintentionally, like you said. Unintentionally. Too. Unintentionally. Because he'll look at us like, why are you laughing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's like, this is what my buddies and I talk about every... But here's uh-huh. the thing. I'm a little worried because... I think he's funnier when he has the hat on. Like he usually has the hat on the hat on and the yeah, glasses. Yeah, he
1: has the glasses though.
0: He has the glasses today. He has the glasses. But apparently what happens is he gets his hair cut mm. and it takes about a month for the haircut to kick in for it to be where he wants it to be, which is bizarre to me. Why don't you just tell the hairstylist or whoever cuts your hair to cut it how you want to look a month from <laughs> Okay. Right. But anyway, that's that's maybe part of your it's complicated. The relationship's complicated. I I get it. But anyway, oh, this this leads to um, something we've talked about, and I think Stu originally was your idea that mm-hmm. he he does comedy absolutely um, at some point. And so we said let's do cruisy comedy. Cruisy comedy. Now he's got five minutes. Mm-hmm. Now we've got to interact with him okay. on this. Okay. okay? But if he's not funny, what are we gonna do, Stu?
1: We're gonna we're gonna hit the noise. You gotta do the noise. You do it. <laughs> 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 like the Apollo, the Sam man. <laughs> oh, what's that. So if, if oh, you
0: man. if you start the bomb, I, I'm hit I'm hitting you with the the horn, and. And Stu's going to start dancing and I'm pull sorry, you up.
1: Yep. <laughs> I got a little broom <laughs> right, right there. <laughs> There's a broom right there, too. Right on cue. You just sweep them oh, off the...
0: I'm, I'm getting my phone set for five minutes. Oh, snap. Um, I'd like to now introduce, make your way over, Colin Christie, I step up. Colin Cruzy, with Cruzy Comedy. Cruzy Comedy. And he's got his shorts on.
1: He does have the shorts. Take,
0: take the mic here now. Okay. Anything you want to say to,
2: to, to kind of introduce yourself? You went to um, Highlands High School. I did. I went to Highlands High School. Cake eater. And, uh, Fort Thomas. I'm a cake eater. Yes. And uh, but yeah, like you said, like you guys just think I'm funny when I'm not being. I'm not trying to be funny, which I think is kind of interesting. So, uh, right. well, uh, we'll see how this goes, I guess. But um, do you wait, do you have like notes or anything? Or you yeah, just I, I got some notes. I got some notes. Yeah. Oh, you gonna take them out? I, I, I didn't want to gonna... go in blind. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just give me one second. Yeah, we're good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, so, uh, For, uh, are, are, you, are you nervous? I'm a little nervous. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. a little on the spot. I see a little but, uh, sweat you on, you on the. Am I sweating? <laughs> a little bit? Am I sweating? I, <laughs> I, I got a the dry sweat. fit on, so hopefully, hopefully, I'll be <laughs> all right. Yeah, just right.
0: just just relax. You got shorts mm, on. I got my that's shorts on. That's your comfort. zone. So that's, that, your... that,
2: that's my comfort zone. Get the shorts on. So, uh, but yeah, to start things off. Oh, oh, you ready to go? Oh, I'm ready. Oh, let me hit the clock. Let me hit the clock. Okay.
0: Oh, hold on, ladies and gentlemen, cruisy comedy. There we
2: go. So, to start things off, um, we kind of have a joke uh, between us about banana bread. Yes. And um, I think the last time we had the podcast, I promised Stu that I owed him some banana bread. So, to start things off, I got some banana bread for you guys. What? Yeah, I got some banana bread. He
1: brought the banana bread. He brought the can, banana can bread.
2: Can you tell everybody how the banana bread joke started? I was about to get to that. So, uh, oh, my, I'm <laughs> out of my okay, bag You got some banana bread? We'll though. pass it out. We'll pass oh, it out. Sh- So um, how the banana bread story started, um, we had like a meeting for one of your podcasts. Yep. And uh, before that, you know, I went and got some coffee. Uh, I needed to wake up a little bit. Yep. And uh, I saw the banana bread and I was like, you know what, I'm a little hungry. I could use a little snack. Yep. So uh, not really thinking about it, I grabbed uh, some banana bread. Yep. Came over and, uh, you know, sitting in my pocket for a little bit and we're talking. And all of a sudden I'm just like, yeah, you know, I guess I'm kind of hungry. So I saw pull, I started pulling it out and then you guys are just like, What is happening right now? Like <laughs> Did you just pull banana bread out like, of the pocket? Like it kinda of, like you guys like slowly like stopped talking and like looked at me and I'm like just like pulling it out. It's like making a lot of noise with like the rapper and all that. And it's yep. just like dead quiet. And you guys are like, What is going on? And the more I thought about it, like if I was in your guys' shoes, I'd have been like, All right, what is going on right now? Sure. Like, sure. So I, I get that. And um but look I I actually did realize like I do like banana bread because of that. So, there's that. Oh, You, so, didn't, know
1: you didn't know you like banana bread to that. Point. I, I so didn't have increased. anything
2: against it. i put it that you, way. you bought it because you were, you were hungry. I thought, you know what? That could be a nice little snack, I guess. And then, <laughs> and then uh, you know, I took it out and you guys were just like, what's like, what going on with this guy? Like, just walks in banana bread. Like, he owns the place. So, uh, <laughs> there, there's, place. Uh, that is the <laughs> banana bread story. But um, Sue's always joking how I owed him some banana bread, so uh, I thought I'd bring bread. him some banana bread, and I, th- bread. I think Sue kind of likes it too because we learned that last time we went out to eat together. Tell, tell, tell about this. So tell them uh, them. we were eating at uh, at Bob's, which is short for which uh, is <laughs> <just calling> <laughs> short for Bob Evans <laughs> for the, it, for, the people, <laughs> for the people people that don't know <laughs> wait, that is wait, short wait, for wait, Bob wait. Evans. So did it again. So wait, wait, wait!
0: You did that the other day when we were we were sitting out on the. I think we were at practice, yeah. and you said mm-hmm. uh, we were talking about basketball players. And he says, "Uh, well, what about Leonard? Yeah, and you and I looked at who's Leonard. I started looking around the gym,
2: I'm like, is somebody in here? <laughs> Leonard? I, w- I was gonna touch on that too because, um, oh, I'm messing up. <laughs> oh, no, no, you're no, 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 there was no order to that. Okay. I, I just thought I'd bring that up because I I was like, again, one of those things where like you both stop, like, what is going on right now? Like, what is he talking about? Who's Leonard? But, um, my who's brain kind of works in funny ways. Like, sometimes we've, I just we've noticed, it, as, as you can notice, um, sometimes I just can't pronounce certain things, yeah. So, I sometimes I just can't say his first name, I say Kawahi. And all my friends laugh at me, like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, that is not how you say his name. But so you just said, you just So I just, like, you know, and Correct. I was in the, you know, pace of conversation. I'm like, yeah, you know, Leonard. And you looked at me, like, you know, he's playing for the Clippers, uh, just wanted shit to with Toronto. And, like, you're yeah. looking, i me like, I had five heads, which, again, made sense. But uh, yeah, that, was, that was that. It was funny. Yeah. But um You got two minutes. Oh okay, she's all right. Let me let me pull out my nose here. You guys, you guys got you guys got me talking. All oh, right. Man. So wait a minute, that wasn't part
0: of the or was that part of the
2: What, the uh the Leonard? Uh
0: No, okay. So should I start the time over or are we?
2: Um, we kinda it. You're in charge right now. I'm just I'm, just, I'm just right, here. We'll keep going. We okay, we'll just keep going. We'll just keep depending going. Depending
0: on how good you're going, we'll give okay, okay, like okay. you extended time. It's like soccer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. soccer.
2: Which doesn't really make much sense. but Not at all. Okay. All right. So um, my first thing for you guys, I wanted to ask you guys for some advice, actually. Mm-hmm. So uh, before COVID, uh, I was big into playing pickup basketball. So I love playing at rec centers, stuff like that. But um, as the years have gone by, uh, my eyesight has been getting worse and worse. Mm. And uh, I'm not a contact guy yet, so uh, I was wondering, uh, do you guys think I could pull off some goggles, like Kareem? Like, do you think I could pull that off? Stu, I let you to take this. Yes, Stu, you first. If you go to a gym, all right, yeah. you're going to go who? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hooping, like, five on five. Like, yeah. yeah,
1: you're not going to get picked up. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, which <laughs> wouldn't be the first time for me, but, um, if you If know. you walk in the
1: gym <clears throat> and I'm hooping in, and you come in with some
2: goggles, uh, I probably won't pick you. But if you got next, though,
1: you can get yeah, next. Yeah, if
2: I call next, maybe I, gotta, call I, next. Call, I may have a team with me, so like my team's got next, maybe. So we got five up next. Or, wait a minute,
0: or it could be the, what was the uh, white men can't jump thing, where people are like, oh, this guy can't hoop. Mm. And then you come out there and you drop, like, that 50 on. What was his name, be, Johnny, Johnny? That would
2: be the dream. Like That would be, like, like oh, what I can't would, hoop. how I'd imagine it. But, uh, you know, I'm a very I'm a very hit or miss on the court. You know, sometimes I'm hot, sometimes, mm. uh, you know, I just walk mm. off the court and say, I'm going to forget about that one. But, um, yeah, so I thought maybe it could help me kind of throw off the D, two, because, you know, I need all the help I can get out there. So. That was the time, but we're going to extend it like soccer. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> But, uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to see your guys' opinion if I just kind of pulled up. If you saw, like, let's say you saw me just pull up on a court, like, with the goggles on. You're like, like, would that be, kind of pull that off? Like, would that kind of throw you off? Like, Would that help me out on offense, kind of th- throw off the D a little bit?
1: It depends on where you go, if you get what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Certain courts crews, if you, if you pull up with the, with the goggles, you got one mistake
0: and it's over Before that's that, your brand that's,
1: that's
2: what I'm worried about what he's saying, can't, you, can't mess What up. he's
0: saying Is if you go to The black neighborhoods You've got <laughs>
1: one, Right Stuart got That's one, what you I got, you got, I got I one shot I got one shot, shot. <laughs> I can't I can't blow, it. It. If I can't blow lose, it If your team <laughs> lose <laughs> If your team lose You're not getting back on. <laughs> and <home>. they're blaming <laughs> it on you And they blame it on you But bro with the goggles You bro with the goggles now.
2: It kind, of, it kind of reminds me of like the people that you also seen Rexxons and they're playing in like pickup with like the sweatshirt on, like they're playing in running shoes, or like, hats, or hats too. And yeah. you're like, what, what is this guy doing? You know, like he looks a little out of place, I guess. But do you play with the hat on? Have you ever played with a hat on? I have once for it's only only outside, which is kind of random. But I have before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think it's also like a white man can't jump thing. I think in the movie he he plays in a hat. He does. So I he got, actually so does. So there's that. So it's a um, white
0: man's thing. Yeah, because I,
2: I also cannot jump. So yes. that. Not right. <laughs> So that works. There it is. Yeah. There it is. There's a so, the comedy. Uh, that works. Um, but I, I have played in a hat before. Yeah. Okay. If that, that answers your question. Uh,
0: I I I thought you did. I okay. kind of yeah. <laughs> I thought it came with the whole.
2: The with, with the whole yeah the whole image there. Yeah. Okay. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Um. So yeah. Do you do you need me to keep going or what? What do you think? Oh you. <laughs> <laughs> well you had me the, you had me on the timers. so I did, I don't know.
0: I I did I did. Can, can we bring up one more thing? Yeah of course. And mm-hmm. then um. The banana bread. Yeah. Um, cool. yeah. I, yeah. I want to go back to this because so we had an ongoing joke about the banana bread. We go to Bob or Bob. Bob's. As you call yeah. it, Bob's. I, I like
2: to abbreviate things. Yeah. I I throw you off that I've mean never one, heard yeah. somebody say that.
0: I've never heard that either. But
2: so we were at
0: Bob's and uh, we're sitting there and I ordered up I, whatever I ordered. I had a choice of three items hmm. uh, like applesauce. I don't know if you guys remember this applesauce. And there was something, and then they were like, banana bread. That was the
2: last thing she said. That too. was, like, the yeah, last yeah, thing. Yeah.
0: And I looked at the, I looked at Stu and Colin, and Colin goes, yeah, get the banana bread.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, you know what I want. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I want. I yeah. said, you know
0: what? Get the banana bread and give it to this guy right here. And I pointed at Colin. So she brings it out, and, and there's, like, three giant pieces of banana bread.
2: They were big pieces, yeah. They were
0: big pieces. And you offered me a piece, and I said no, right. and you offered a piece to Stu. So, Stu eats it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and all of a sudden, Stu changed. Can you can you talk about that a little bit, and I'll let Stu comment on this? Oh,
2: sure, yeah. So, like, Stu I actually kind of seemed excited a little bit when I, when we offered him the banana bread. Mm. I guess he was a little hungry we, before we, we got our full we, entree. We offered him? I, I thought so. Was, was it my banana? Oh, so, you gave me your banana bread. Was Correct. That it? Okay. So, you okay. offered okay. It So, too. I offered Stu the banana bread, and he seemed a little excited about it. And uh, you know, he took a couple bites, and then all of a sudden, uh, I think it was uh, Rascal Flatts, the uh, country band, was playing overhead the speakers at Bob's. And uh, what hurts
1: the most? And Sue was like, yeah. Yeah. And Sue
2: started singing it, and then I started singing it. <laughs> yeah. And Meach is like, Where am I right now? Like, what's happening?
0: I, I I had no idea what was going on. The banana bread took over your body. It took over. And you turned into a country western singer.
1: I didn't even realize it was happening. It was just a gradual shift. Uh, and I, I didn't i didn't realize it till it was too late it was too late it was <laughs> <laughs> it was too late i was mid verse before <laughs> i realized <laughs> it, you just kind of in the zone. you were just going like off I the, was just off going. the dome and yeah. then colin joined me and then i was, kind of hopped in i was shook then, yep. yeah yeah was shook he gave us a look of like uh i don't know what's going on
0: but 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 the thing about it colin was the bana- he ate all the ban- banana bread so it, it didn't stop there it was like a five-hour energy drink where yeah, it just, it, came uh, it, yeah. it gradually just, because more songs came on, yeah, and he began, I don't even think he knew the songs, it just was part <laughs> of the banana bread, it, was part of, it just took over.
1: I just felt it, it was something inside of me that just resonated and connected with the songs, it was the banana bread.
0: I, I'm like, how do you know these songs?
2: It, it was, it, honestly. I think at one point, he was like, I don't I don't even know how I know this song. I don't, I don't know. Yeah.
0: It's the magic of the... Banana. So you brought us banana bread, which it I looks did. like the expiration date says 5-8. That's that. today, right?
2: Okay, oh, no, 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 that's a couple days from now. Okay, okay so okay, we, yeah. we got eat. Yeah, you, you got finished. three days to, to finish we got that, three. So, yeah. Where did you that get banana bread that
0: expires in...
2: In three days? I'll tell you where you got it from. All right, let's Bob's. hear Bob's. <laughs> 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 His house, he probably got a whole cabinet. Oh, oh not nah. I, don't, I, don't, I wish, I wish. <laughs> like I said, like, I didn't realize how much I even liked banana bread until... I got some that day and you guys like called me out yeah and you're like what's going on with the banana bread man and i was like that's a great question because i'm not sure I mean, anybody that pulls out banana bread randomly i mean it was out of his like thoroughly enjoyed yeah it was li- oh. literally in his
0: pocket and he just just out of
2: nowhere just I mean, nowhere like i said like if i was in your guys' shoes i would have been completely thrown off i never really thought about that because like i feel like i kind of like you heard like the wrinkling in my pocket Kind yeah. of like, like slow motion, I pull it out, and you guys are like just stop and like look at me. Yeah. So I I get where you guys are coming he,
0: from. Here's here's what here's what I, I want to do. Why is this mic like magically moving on me? Um, bread. It's, the bana- it's the banana, it's banana bread. Close, like the every, banana bread is just like messing It is messing up everything. That is, just did, you just did a 360 <laughs> with the mic, or 180 that was. Oh, okay. All right. Um, now now we're back. <clears throat> so here's what I'm gonna need you to do. Um, Colin. Next episode, okay. Um, I want to have you do a little bit of comedy, and then you play guitar and sing a song, like part of a song on the podcast. On the podcast, okay. We're go- we're it, we're going to give you a little. So it's just mm-hmm. like little comedy song, real quick. Okay, this is going to lead into your career taking off. Okay, wow. and then I want to take. Ten percent of all earnings <laughs> later on—is that cool?
2: Yeah, I mean, I appreciate it. Uh, okay. I think we should probably agree on uh, like what you want to hear for, at first, because I, I, mean, already, might, I might play some like banana bread music, or you know what I mean. No, so no,
0: no, we're not doing the banana bread. Okay, I so why need okay. I, I gave you what you're gonna Kings of Leon. but okay. you have to go ahead and study that, right. or Bieber, or John Mayer, which should be in your portfolio? I, I do
2: have a couple of John Mayer songs. So okay. I, you're saying just pick one of one of those three. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. Gotcha. Any gotcha. one of those three, mm-hmm. and we're we're good. Okay. It's like American Idol on here.
0: You you, you better be ready because you're right.
2: I got to start working. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because I'm gonna be a tough, tough (laughs) critic. Yeah, dog. I got,
2: I got to start practicing. I'm a little rusty.
0: Well, thank you, um, Colin. We appreciate this, and um, I'm really trying to help launch your career.
2: I I appreciate it. I appreciate
0: it. Ten percent. Okay.
2: Uh, yeah, I'll, just, all um, right um, I'll just I'll just head back, and uh, if you guys need me, just just let me know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you you head back behind I, the just, camera. I'll if we ch- I'll go check on the camera, and make sure everything's uh, running smoothly. Yeah, thank you, man. And uh, if, if you need something, banana bread, just let me know.
0: No, I'm, I'm I think I'm good on mine. So I've got I got so my right? got my slice here, uh, banana nut bread. Thank you very much for this, and uh, you know we'll make sure. You, now you don't have to bring in banana bread every single. <laughs> Episode. Yeah, I, I don't want to make
2: that like a standard or anything yeah, like that. Okay? In my pocket. It, it, it's more expensive
0: than you think, <clears throat> that banana bread. So well, I believe you need to start yeah. okay, so I got it. You create your
2: own banana bread line. I, will, like, I, will, I was thinking about it. Right? I was thinking I'm not much of a of a cook, but I think that's where I start, you know? Mm. I start like, with the baking and, and go from there.
0: So I love pizza, right? Right. <clears throat> you know I eat really, really healthy. I don't eat a lot of for sure. bad stuff, but pizza is like my thing. And My favorite pizza, I always think about, like, what I like about my favorite pizza here locally. And I always think, like, one day I want to have my own pizza shop. Like, I want to have my own pizza. Meech's Meech's Pizza, right? So we got Meach's Pizza and certain little things that I like, you know, about the crust, about the sauce and all that. I'm going to do that. And then for dessert, when you come into Meach's Pizza, you get banana bread. There we go. 10%. Got sounds it? good to me, and when you come into Meech's Pizza, Colin will be in the corner <laughs> doing comedy and singing <laughs> John Mayer. You some, playing you some music. King's, yeah,
2: yep. is that cool? That sounds good to me. That's a, that sounds like a plan. You're a good man, thank you. Hey, anytime, anytime, you know where to find I me. I know where to find you, thank you. In, in,
0: in, uh, oh, was that a clap? Stu, mm-hmm. that was a golf clap. He got a clap. You got a golf clap. You got a golf clap. clapping for the bread. Oh, for the the bread. bread. If All you right. didn't bring the bread, you, you might have got
1: Whoo. Yeah, if it we for the bread. If it we for the bread, uh, I not going to lie. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> he said "Woo." <laughs> uh, oddly enough, we are going to segue um, the uh, cruisy comedy. And so I'd like to uh, bring on, on the phone the uh, Bearcat Beat reporter from the Cincinnati Enquirer, Keith Jenkins, who obtained the termination letter that was delivered from John Cunningham to John Brannon.
4: Bearcat fans, I'm excited to welcome in my next guest. He is the Cincinnati Bearcat beat reporter for the Cincinnati Enquirer. We love having him on the podcast. My guy, Keith Jenkins. What's going on, man? Meach. how are you? I'm doing well. First of all, I got to ask you. Are you excited for two things? One is a potential new Kendrick Lamar album coming out this Friday and May 14th, a new J Cole album.
3: Those are my two favorites, bro. Like it's of, of the, of the new school. I mean, you know, we talked about our top fives. Um, Jay, of course, and his verse on the new Khaled album is ridiculous. Not his verse on a new Khaled album is ridiculous, but uh, to have Kendrick and Cole back and active and, and uh making music and flooding the streets it's exciting for sure.
4: Yeah, we we need it. We definitely need it. What album would you say you're more excited for? K. Dot or Cole's or both equal?
3: Um probably Kendrick. Um not it's that profile. I'm Yeah, exactly, exactly. And he's been really quiet. I mean, we've we've uh we've heard from Cole a little bit from little features and and then pop-ups here and there but kendrick has been quiet since uh the damn album so i'm really excited to see and and hear what he's been cooking up and and what kind of features you know he may have and i'm just i'm just i'm just he's just they're both just a breath of fresh air for hip-hop so to have them back um man i'm I'm almost giddy
4: i'm i'm the I'm the same way, so I was really excited to see both of them dropping uh projects back to back uh but 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 jumping into uh recently on Twitter, I think you were the first to put out the termination letter from John Cunningham to John Brannon. So what were your thoughts when you initially read that termination letter?
3: I think it it provided a little more clarity um as to where John Cunningham's mind uh, was when he decided to uh part ways with John Brandon um it, i think if anything it, it the language the language in the termination letter um it, it kind of spelled out from UC's perspective why they came to that decision um and there was some pretty uh intense allegations and accusations within that um so it, it's 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 interesting and it it's so now, you know, we go to court because
2: <laughs> they it, right.
3: it, it kind of painted a picture of um, why they're able or they're choosing um, to let John Brennan go um, without paying him that five plus million dollar buyout. And, um, you know, obviously, John Brennan, and he's not going to go without a fight. You know, he and his lawyer contend that they haven't uh, broken any rules or. Um, you know, committed any NCAA infractions, transgressions. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I just, I just hope that um, it's unfortunate that all this is happening during the initial weeks and months of West Miller's tenure. Absolutely. Um, I, I feel like it's kind of a, I don't know, a negative cloud, or, or just I don't want to say a negative cloud, but just a cloud over something that should be um, a very positive. Uh, feeling about the program and in the university, but it is what it is. It is what it is. And, uh, you know, more and more details will come out as this thing continues to unfold.
4: If you were a, a, a betting man and you could predict, what do you think will, will end up happening, you know, when they go to court? What what would your prediction be?
3: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a tough question. Um, I, I, I think um, it's it's just a matter of, you know, what you see can prove um what kind of evidence they have um you know as far as what is what is provided as just cause for not paying this man that money um there's been more details that came out recently you know even after my report um and and again it's it's i think uh, some of the details are um <sighs> some of them are subjective in a certain, in a a certain aspect. I mean, I was talking to a former player today and he was saying, that's it, (laughs) you know, like that's, that's, Mm -hmm. that's what was happening. And I don't want to, I don't want to demean or belittle um, the feelings of the players involved because they are more than entitled to feel how they feel. Um, But I, I think one thing that you and I and, and um, you know other former student athletes who are, you know, 30 years old and over. You know, we have to understand that what we endured and what we went through and what we thought was okay is it's just different nowadays. I mean, it's just it's just you know what's accepted. Um, it just it, it can't happen, and so we just have to keep that in perspective. And every, everything that I do as a reporter, as a journalist, I mean, I'm always going to have that. Um, perspective of being a former athlete, but also right. just I want to keep everything in perspective, every detail. Realizing that all of this happened during a global pandemic, where we're supposed to be hypersensitive about um, even more so health and safety of of our student athletes. So it's it, a lot of this stuff is very sensitive. I don't I don't want to go into like what I think will happen, but I, I what I do hope is that um, everything just gets resolved. In a um, in a fairly quick and um, just manner, whatever that means.
4: Yeah, you you, you make you make a great point. As I think back to my time playing for Bob Huggins and a friend of mine playing for Bobby Knight, those times were very very different. Some of those things that both coaches did are probably not acceptable now. And I was having a conversation with a with another guy who's a former player and. He was like, man, these kids today, they don't blah, blah, blah. Back in the day, we would do this. And I said, you know, hold on. The only thing I will, you know, push back is, who's to say everything that we endured was good? Sure. You know, there's a lot of things that we didn't know back then that people know now. For for example, mental health. Was was Mm -hmm. mental health really talked about in 1999 to the extent it is now? Absolutely not, right? The things that we did um, in the weight room, just how we did reps about fast forward to 2021 it's there's a different approach because your back could get hurt over time doing it that way so things things change you find out maybe those weren't the right way to do things so i think we have to keep all that in mind as well and and, and another thing i want to say real quick is um i think a great thing that west miller did was he he brought big mike back the strength coach um that that was a that was a big hire very big, huge, big, yeah,
3: huge hire. I mean, he's a guy that built. Um, I, you know, I, I told. Um, I can't remember who I was speaking with. I think it was Terry Nelson actually, and I was saying um, we were talking about how Houston, the University of Houston men's basketball team, is doing a better job of being the Cincinnati Bearcats <laughs> than the Cincinnati Bearcats,
2: right? I mean, the whole
3: the whole brand of toughness and Big physical guards and, you know, they are what we were, what what UC was, um, what this program, what this city was built on and what that what that what that whole brand was the past, you know, 30, 40 years. Um, So I think having him back is is a big step in getting back to what uh, UC basketball um, was and still should be all about.
4: I was talking to my former roommate, Sam Dunn, when when I was playing for the Bearcats and we were talking about the NCAA tournament in the brackets. And, you know, he was, I forget how many rounds deep it was into the tournament. And Sam says to me on the phone, man, I love this Houston team. I I love, I think they can win it all. And I was like, you you know what that is, don't you? He's like, what? I was like, that's, that's old Bearcat basketball. He was like, Oh my Lord. He's like, that's why I love this team so much. So, agree with you uh one hundred percent now um you mentioned this that uh John Brandon's lawyer um had a statement um and I know you posted it on Twitter. Can you talk about that statement and, and what all was detailed in that?
3: i can so i think i I can't remember the Twitter handle. It was a prominent Twitter handle that uh took um the letter the termination letter and and interpreted as in um John Brannon was bribing uh, student athletes and which is something that Cunningham never said he never used the word bribe um he did reference Cunningham or excuse me Brannon um paying or attempting to pay or making arrangements to pay Um, special benefits for one of his players, but he never uh, said the word bribe. And I think having that out there and having that get traction, I didn't report that and and no one else here locally or or nationally um, really touched on that word except this one prominent Twitter handle. And so that caused his lawyer to come out and say, yo, my client did not bribe anyone, um and then he went on to explain exactly what he did, what Brandon did. And according to the statement, um John Tom Mars, his attorney, described Brandon paying for paying $135 for a player's mental health care. Um he was saying that he felt that the uh, psychologist that was under contract with the University of Cincinnati um wasn't adequate enough to uh, properly deal with the mental health challenges and issues of this player, and so John Brannon, uh paid 135 dollars to aid in getting this player the mental help that he deserved or, or, or was seeking. Um, still can't do that, you know. You mm-hmm. you can't, even though I, I it's it's you know you you gotta go through the channels. If you, if you, if it, you feel you got to go outside of the channels, you then have to communicate that to the powers that be, including the AT, John Cunningham. So right. even if this is all true, and what his attorney um, is is countering is factual, it you know it's it's a very slippery slope. Unfortunately, as to even if you're trying to do a good deed for a student athlete like he's claiming. You know, you, you got to go through the channels. Everything yep. is very slippery and, 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 you know, the, whether you agree with it or not, whether we agree with it or not, you got to stick by the rules. And and so he basically, in my, you know, journalistic opinion, he confirmed that he broke a rule, even though his heart may have been in the right place. So, but that was the statement. He was trying to clear up the fact that, hey, my client did not bribe anyone. He was trying to take care of uh, this young man's mental health so that was the statement sure
4: so do you think uh, obviously this is this is probably going to drag on for a little bit and more information is going to come out that's going to get a little bit messy but you, you know a lot of people have talked about john brandon getting another job at some point i mean there's rumors that he's going to go join chris Mack at louisville um you know that's out there pretty strong but the the, the question i have for you is i think the longer that this drags on you know, how does that hurt his chances of, you know, he's, he's got to find his way back into coaching. I mean, that's what, that's what he loves to do. I mean, he's said over and over, you know, it's his life's work. So I know he wants to get back into it, but I feel like it's a, it's a slippery slope. It's like, you, you know, you don't want to go down without fighting because he feels like he's been done wrong. But at the same time, you got to move on at some point.
3: No, you're, you're right. This is a, regardless of how this thing ends. And, again, none of us really know more and more. I always say there's three sides to every story. There's there's multiple sides, right? But there's there's this side, there's that side, and then somewhere in the middle lies the truth. And right. we're going to figure out what the truth was. I mean, none of us, um, neither one of us, I, I don't want to speak for anyone, you and I, we weren't at practice. Um, right. Only the people who were there, who were around the program, who were in these meetings, Um, know exactly what happened. Brandon has has a side. And the interesting thing in the termination letter, um, or or excuse me, in the reprimand before the termination letter, months before the termination, um, even John Cunningham acknowledged that, you know, even though he felt this particular practice um, was excessively strenuous, there still wasn't any huge rules broken, as in there was still a training staff present. Um, There was still adequate water breaks according to what Cunningham acknowledged and agreed upon um players were still wearing their heart monitor according to what Brandon and Cunningham agreed upon um it, it's very interesting um how the how the the, the knowledge the, uh, the the verbiage and the, term, the terminology and all of this was but um to go back to your question it's going to be hard to get a job because of regardless of how this thing shakes out it's still a huge stain we got to remember that he's only 47 years old and in the grand scheme of his career, as far as being a head coach, he was just getting started. He is just getting started. I mean, this is, this was a prime job and a prime opportunity for him um, to show, you know, what he could do after being at NKU. And I do think in some respects, you know, I, I think it's not a lot of people look at the university of Cincinnati as a destination, I know mm-hmm. some fans want to think of it as that. So a lot of people don't view it as that it's a stepping stone towards something greater for some people, for most people, I think for John Brannon, it was potentially a sticking point. I mean, this is a program that 100%. he was close to, you know what I mean? He loved, he enjoyed. Um, and I, I like John. I like, I like John a lot. And I think it's unfortunate, um, you know, what's happening. However, if there was wrongdoing, you know, again, I want this to come to a just resolution, whatever that may entail. Um, but yeah, this is this is a stain, and even if at the end of this thing it comes out and, and the, the 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 legal process takes its takes its way, and the determination is, you know what? We're all good, you were good. Maybe you weren't as warm as you should have been, or as uh you know, pleasant or inviting, or uh maybe you stretched the rules, you didn't break them, but you stretched them, whatever. Um but even if that's the case you know, look, you had six players exit your program. There's, you know, the 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 large portion of your guys no longer wanted to play for you. What happened here? And this is this is a something that is not just this season. This has happened last year, and in other in other instances where guys just didn't want to be a part of what was going on. Um, and so it, it's it's there's a lot going on here, and there's a lot of questions, regardless of how this thing shakes out that are still left unanswered. Um, So, yeah, I mean, you know, we remember, like, Luke Fickle and him, they're about the same age, and and they're both on these career trajectories. Obviously, Luke's a little different, but my point is is that they're still relatively young in their coaching careers. Um, So this is a, a tough hill to climb over, regardless of how this thing shakes out. Um, but hopefully again, like I said earlier, I just, I just hope for all parties involved for the student athletes, um, for John Cunningham, for John Brennan, I just hope that, um, it ends fairly for, um, everyone involved and, and there's just, you know, you know, things on, on all sides.
4: Yeah. And, uh, hats off to you for, uh, the excellent reporting you've done. Uh, from the time that uh, John Brandon was so, suspended all the way to now. Excellent reporting. And how can the Bearcat fans absorb your content, uh, social media and otherwise?
3: Yeah, uh, KeithJenkins.com is, is my website. You can find, you know, all of my work there. And then, of course, the Cincinnati Inquirer, Cincinnati.com is my employer. And um, you can find me at Mr. Keith Jenkins on uh Twitter, uh Facebook and Instagram. I'm I'm trying to get more active on Instagram. So hit me up over there and I'll and I'll get back to you. But but Twitter is number one for me for sure.
4: Yeah. Now um maybe the most important question I've asked you so far. Will we get a Nas Jay-Z collab album?
3: <laughs> that was a left turn, a much appreciated left turn after <laughs> after talking about all of this. Um I don't know, man. That'd be that'd be dope. That would be uh are that you would ready be, for that? I, oh my I, yeah. <laughs> I I remember I remember uh the first time I heard black Republicans. Mm. Um and I just I just I I I couldn't believe it. It it was it was the happiest sports day I think of my life was when um the Reds signed King Griffey Jr. Okay. And and gro- growing up um, my two favorite ballplayers were Barry Larkin and King Griffey Jr. for obvious reasons. They're both Cincinnati kids, um, and having them both on the Reds roster at the same time—my two favorite players of all time—I um, just remember how giddy and happy I was, and 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 running around the house and screaming and and yelling at my mom like, "Yo, we got Griff!" You know, and <laughs> right. that. But that feeling is how I felt when. I heard black Republicans and Jay's like, you, you got to wait. You got to make them wait a little, whatever he said at the beginning, you got to make them wait for this one, you know? And uh-huh. it was just, it was, I was so excited to hear these two uh, gigantic, you know, figures and, and hip hop icons on one track. So to have them do a joint album, a joint project, even if we get a handful of songs, um, you know, that would be dope. And it, and what they did on Khaled's album I mean, you know, I, I we talked about our top fives. I got I got Jay one, Nas two. Nas's verse is is ridiculous, and then Jay comes in and you're just like, wait, what? And he keeps getting better. Um, mm-hmm. the, how good he is now. I, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the video, but he was Facetime and Jay Khaled was holding fun. the phone, and, and and Nas was just like. Are you for real? Like I got to go back in and change my verse. I got to rewrite this line. <laughs> um, but I, I think those two bring the most and the best out of each other. And to to have an album, it's like we wanted the Kendrick Cole album, right? So right. to see Jay and Nas on, on a on a project together, man, that would that would be a uh, a hip hop dream of mine for sure.
4: And I think it shows. I think it shows the growth as well. You know, you think about two artists that were on a collision course to to have a battle, to have beef, because that's what happens in a competitive sport in in hip-hop. Like the two hip-hop heavyweights are supposed to battle and fight it out at some point, and they did. And for them to go from that to where they are now, it seems like Nas is at peace with who he is, where he is at life, and, and, I mean, of course, Jay-Z, how could you not be at peace with being a multi- you know, billionaire Beyonce. I think we sure. referenced that at the so- start of the song, the triple B. Yep. E, so, yep. to, to see that growth of of these two guys coming together, and um, I think that's good for other artists, the community to kind of kind of see that as well. And one thing that really impressed me was some of the some of the young cats, the uh, little baby Polo G, some of the some of the new guys that are coming up that the young people really admire they were talking about like this song is amazing like little baby's like jay-z said he's like that blew my mind like little baby's talking about and i'm gonna tell you what dj Khaled doesn't get enough credit i think this album is kind of like his holy grail from this standpoint he first of all there's no one in music that has a better rollout for an album than than this dude. Like
3: he killed it. He killed oh. it. Yeah, they they like, killed
4: that. The, the hype for this album was insane. From just multiple, I mean, we had I have kids in my basketball program that were excited for this album. I had you know friends that I grew up with that were excited because of Jay and Nas and just just all that stuff. But I, I tell say the genius thing I think that that Khaled and whoever else helped produce it did. If you noticed, all the artists that were on this album you know it was a great mix of of young guys like i said the little babies and and all those guys but if you've noticed the soundtrack to the album was actually like that 90s hip-hop like all the samples we've heard before but the new generation had never heard that and they're like man i love that beat uh well let me tell you where that came from Mm -hmm. such and such Mm -hmm. it was a happy marriage it's almost like khalid purposely said I'm going to bring this generation and this generation together with this album. I think he accomplished it.
3: Nah, no doubt. And I wonder, I wonder if, uh, if cool and Dre and fat Joe, if they influence that at all, because that's something that they've been doing these last few years, you know, since, you know, fat Joe did the bid and he came back and all the way up. But after they released that song, a lot of the songs that fat Joe has done with cool and Dre has taken songs and samples from the nineties, eighties, seventies and brought them yeah. back and gave them a facelift to kind of yep. blend the old with the new. I mean the yep. new song that he has with um with the has the it has a sample with Luther Vandross, Luther Vandross mixed with the Rihanna. Um it kinda of mixes the old with the new and it, it gives that it, it's a good way of um of making an older guy like Fadjo is he's been around for so long Um, reconnect with the younger crowd,
4: um, without,
3: without forcing it, without trying to sound young and, and trying to force to, to be hit or something, some ridiculous stuff like that. Um, but it's a good way of blending the old with the new and, and, and like you said, reintroducing, um, a young generation, um, to the older sound. So yeah, Khaled, it's, it's a great album, um. And it, the, everyone's great on it. Like Cardi's oh. verses are insane. I, and I, I, I said my homegirl like, yo, Meg Meg ripped her verse on that joint. Like Meg, and I'm, I'm I mean, salute to Meg. But this is like some of the best work, Vest sixteen that I've heard her go on because she killed that. So shout out to, and I love the Justin Timberlake. I thought he was good on oh. that um he, so yeah man was, it was, it's a great. was
4: great and that's that's a tough song you know uh, obviously you know th- there's an older sample with that but then there's the ghost face killer like there's that right. whole yep and 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 justin just absolutely killed but my favorite song in the album is actually thankful with little wayne and, and little uh, wayne did
3: well he did a, he had a really Jeremiah. good breath on that oh, yeah yeah very good, yep.
4: very good yep. man That that whole that was a great that was a great first song for, I think for the album, but it was all yeah. all together. But as soon as I heard Nas and Jay, I was like, man, that's growth right there. That's, that's mature hip hop. This has to lead. Like, I felt like the two agreed to do it because there's a bigger plan of maybe a joint, you know, album, you know, uh, coming like, and I think uh, Hitboy even, even tweeted about it just the other day. Like Hitboy was like, yeah, I'm, I'm producing that. Like, I don't care. What anybody says I'm,
3: I'm doing that album. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure Swiz and, and Timbaland oh. and a lot of people are gonna have something to say about that.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would be great, man. Well hey, listen, as always, man, thank you very much for coming on and uh and the great reporting. I'm gonna I'm gonna get back and uh wrap up the rest of this podcast. I'm gonna talk a little bit about my meeting with uh with Wes Miller. So my man. Yeah, I'm gonna knock this out, man. I'm I'm gonna be back in touch with you, okay? All right, take care. Alright, appreciate it. Be safe.
0: Yep. All right, this segment is sponsored by the College of Arts and Sciences at the University of Cincinnati. They have a new flexible bachelor's degree that will allow you to graduate conveniently and affordably. You won't lose any credit or have to start over. Now, I want to talk about my meeting with the new Bearcat head coach, Wes Miller. So he had texted me that uh, we, we had texted before. We had a conversation via Zoom, but we hadn't met face to face. And he reached out to me and said, "Hey, let's let's get together." And so I texted him back and I said, "Hey, you know, let's I'll come over to your office. I'd like to you know sit in your office." And he said, "Absolutely." So we set that all up, and just it so happened that the day that Coach Miller and I, <clears throat> excuse me, set up our meeting, I had lunch with Sam Martin, the Bearcat walk-on. So Sam and I are are having lunch. And and by the way, for those that don't know Sam Martin, he is one of the the best kids you will will ever meet. You talk about someone that has their their stuff together. Uh, Academically, he's on point. This kid on the basketball court, he's so cerebral. I mean, his father, longtime head coach of St. X, currently coaching at uh, Summit Country Day as an assistant. And, you know, Sam just has that basketball mind because of, you know, being around his father for so long. So we had lunch and we kind of talked about, you know, his career up to this point and, you know, what's what are the next steps in his life? And uh, had a great, great conversation. man. It's just always it's always great talking to, to Sam. And he's such a low key guy. I don't think Bearcat fans really appreciated what a what a great kid and asset he was and is to the Bearcat basketball program. So after Sam and I finished lunch, we had a Corrito's over there on uh, whatever whatever street that is in Clifton. And um, so I drive over to the Leonard Center parking garage. Uh, I call Wes Miller, and he doesn't answer, so I park anyway. And he calls me back shortly after I park, and he goes, hey, hey, sorry, I was finishing up lunch with uh, Jeremiah Davenport. He and I went out to lunch to kind of catch up and talk. And I said, you know, no worries, coach. So he said, I'm driving right over. I'll be there in five minutes. And sure enough, five minutes later, he pulls in, parks three spots from me. I jump out, he jumps out. We meet for the first time. Uh, so we're, we're kind of like walking in the Lindner Center together, uh, chopping it up, talking a little bit. And I could tell from the handshake to the walk in the Linder Center, like, this guy is a people person. Uh, great eye contact, um, a great listener, you know, all, all the things that, you know, you just, you, you like to see with, with people in general, but in leaders. So another thing that struck me, <clears throat> if you've ever been to the Linder Center, you can either take the elevator where you can walk the steps, and if you've seen the steps in Linder Center to walk up to the different offices, they've got the women's basketball, men's basketball, uh, the football with Luke Fickle, and all those are, you know, whatever floors they are in the Linder Center. So I look at him, at Coach Miller. He looks at me, and I say, like, we, we, we like, hit a point. It's like, elevator or stairs? And he looks at me, and he goes, I'm a stairs guy. And I'm like, me too. He's like, let's do it. So we we hike up these hike up these steps. No elevator. If I have a choice between steps or an elevator, the majority of the time I'm taking the steps, unless I have someone that can't take the steps. So, boom. I'm like, this is perfect. We're we're getting along really well. And by the way, I am. I don't even know if slightly is the right word, but. I'm terrified of heights. I can't even get on a ladder too high, and I start shaking. But the steps in the Lender Center, man, when you get up to the top floor and, the like, the, the protective glass, and there's so much glass in there, I mean, it's almost like you're not It seems like you're not protected because everything's kind of, like, see-through. Man, you get up high, man, you get, like, People, I know for my people that are scared of heights, don't go to Leonard Center and don't don't walk up those steps because it's it's whoever built that was not scared of heights. I always wondered, Stu, you ever um, you ever see these like folks that clean windows on like high buildings or people that work in like what in the world? Like, how could you? Are you scared of heights
1: at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I had a time where because you know doing videography stuff. And somebody wanted a shot of them going under the bridge downtown. They was, you know, one of the bridges, and I didn't have my strap, so I had to lean over with the camera over the bridge. Over the bridge. How? How? And about my that? hands were sweating. <laughs> didn't even use the shot. I said, man, "Oh man, must never again." Nope. Nope. I don't, I don't <laughs>
0: know how people. I have seen people that work on like high buildings. Like I, I saw one time, a guy was working on a building that the roof had like this point on it, almost like a a triangle. This guy is sitting, guy who's working on the roof. He was sitting at the top at where the where the roof met like a point and he's eating lunch. He's like eating J. lunch.
1: J. Cole or somebody <laughs> Yeah,
0: you know, like, like Forest Hill Drive's album cover.
1: And I'm like
0: what what if you like slip a little bit? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. And he's sitting there with a ham sandwich and a drink, just like nothing's going on. I mean he is like way up there and i'm like man that's tough i guess there's tougher i guess i'm just soft
1: you ever been on a scissor lift excuse me a scissor lift a scissor lift Mm -hmm. explain a scissor lift is like uh colin do you know what a scissor lift is okay it's like it's just something that a lot of people use like at different jobs and stuff like that where it lifts you up Yeah, yeah 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 okay i didn't know it
0: was called a scissor lift
1: Okay. Well, see, I'm telling you, if you don't like heights, it's not. If you go to a certain, because the thing shakes. It shakes.
0: Uh-uh. No.
1: You get up there and it's, uh-uh. it's shaking. uh uh-uh. You know, you move. Mm-mm. You move forward, and it don't move. Mm-mm. This is the thing. It don't move. <clears throat> gradually, like, get. it was like, get. and I was like, all right.
0: You're like, uh-uh. <laughs> I was like, this ain't it. Here's the other thing. When when I so I was in Fort Wayne this past weekend for an AU tournament. So from the gym I was coming from, Speacefield House, going to my hotel, we passed a like fair. So there was like clowns out there. Here's what I don't understand. These fairs have these like homemade roller coasters and these uh Ferris wheels. No way, no how am I getting on one of those. Yeah, are uh,
1: you you probably talking about uh in Louisville, because they had a, a little fair thing. They had one in Louisville. Was I a, didn't see the one in Louisville. There was one
0: in Fort Wayne, right down from because you could see you know, the lights. It was part of the thing. It was like a big like. Little, oh, that was the amusement park right next to the, the expo yeah. center. Yeah, that, so that's, that's different. That's though. a little different.
1: You talking about one of them like homemade? I'm talking fairs. about home, like like okay. You know, like somebody's family was like you know what, let's do a fair. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we're yeah. gonna do we're gonna do a little like booth where you throw it and the guy falls in the water yeah. and and it was one of those and it was Mm-mm. a homemade roller coaster. Mm-mm. I mean, there's no way I'm sending my child on a homemade roller coaster. Mm-mm. Yeah. I'll, nope. I'll tell you you won't see. <laughs> <laughs> but so I tell one of my coaches I'm like, "You couldn't pay me any amount of money to get on that." And he's like, "Oh, man, I would do it." And I was like, "Well, what if you got a, like the chances of you getting hurt on there are are highly likely because it's a homemade roller coaster." And he's like, "Why well, just sue?" And I make I get a lot of money, and I'm like, you're gonna have no legs in <laughs> a millionaire. Like I don't, I I'd rather have my legs. Facts, right? Absolutely. I, I ventured off to homemade roller coasters you from did. the Leonard Center. It's Okay. Speaking of roller coasters, the Bearcat basketball <laughs> program has been on a roller coaster. However, I feel like we are in a good spot right now, and I feel like that because of my meeting. With Coach Wes Miller, so we make it into the office, the basketball office, and for those that have been in there, you walk in and then there's the there's trophies and you've got the the jerseys hanging up, and so we're walking through and he's like, "I'm remodeling this whole thing." He's like, "Man, we we got to get this office like jazzed up. We got to this this place has to look important." And I love it. Like I'm like, this dude's about detail. Like that's how I am. I love the, the, the small details he's, he's so we're like we're hitting it off right away. So as we walk back to his office, we run into his new assistant, um, Andre Morgan um, introduces me to him and we talk for a little bit. I've never met him before. Um, he doesn't know who I am and so we, we kind of chopped it up seemed like a really, really good guy, really really personable. We had about a hundred pieces of paper on his desk of, of players and just recruiting and he's sorting through all this stuff and you, you could tell, He was really knee-deep into recruiting, which I love to hear. Um, So then, finally, Coach uh, Miller and I make it back to his office, and uh, we sit down. The Bearcat Basketball Podcast is now presented by the Healthcare Management Group. Shout-out to everyone at HCMG, and thank you for the support. So when Coach and I sit down, here's another small detail that I loved. He sits down. I sit down. I take my phone— and I put it on the table, but I turn it face down. I look over. He's doing the same thing at the same time. And I kind of looked. He saw me. I saw him. And we both laughed. And he goes, this is an important conversation. I'm not answering my phone unless it's one of my players. And uh, I was like, man, I like this. I like this guy. So then we, we kind of uh, jump into some things and um, – so he, he asked me, he says, hey, you know, you, you mentioned on the Zoom call about getting involved with the community and you know what are, what are some of the things you think I need to do? So you know I gave him some ideas and I said, I would really love to see the Bearcat basketball players and staff get out there in the community. Like, we need to get back to that more. And more I understand it was difficult during the Brandon era because of COVID and all that stuff, and I understand that. Um, but I feel like we've we've kind of lost that. And there's a there's an old saying that um, don't let success destroy your discipline. So I think, and I told him this. I said, as you become more and more successful, remember what made you successful, and and don't leave that discipline. And I think I've seen it before. And I said, we we the Bearcat basketball program used to do a lot of community service and kind of stopped so he's like man you've got my word i'm engaged and i'm i just and and i wasn't doing this to help me on my end but i'm i'm now a board member for the greater cincinnati boys and girls club um and we have over gosh i think 18 or so clubs and so i'm a new member And I said, hey, if you ever want to get connected with the Boys and Girls Club, I think that would be a great opportunity. We have a basketball court um, at the Avondale location, and maybe we can do something with that. He was like, man, I'm in. You tell me what to do. But I also told him there are a lot of other great organizations in the community that he should research and and get involved in. Um, Then he asked me about the dynamics of our city. And I had to explain to him, listen, we're divided into the east side and the west side. He's like, I've heard that before. And I said, let me tell you about the east side. Let me tell you about the west side. Both have, I think, great qualities, but they're very, very different um, with their approaches to things. And I said, you need to be on the east side and the west side going to sports stags at Roger Bacon High School, Elder, Oak Hills, Princeton, wherever it is, Um, You know, going to golf courses on both sides of town, doing all that stuff, getting engaged with our community. Because I think the worst thing you can do as a new head coach in this city is sit in that office and don't come out. And I said, it's different in in Los Angeles. Um, So I, I look at, I mean, I go to Los Angeles a lot and I know L.A. very, very well. Uh, my best friends all live there, and there's there's something with, like, sports in L.A. They don't care if they see a a Lakers coach. They don't care if they see the Rams coach. They want victories. That's all they care about. They don't care if the Lakers are in the community cleaning up stuff. They, that's cool. Just win, win championships. That's why they loved Kobe, Magic, Shaq, right? Championships, mm-hmm. and and listen, I'm not saying we don't love championships here. We do, but I think because of the way Cincinnati is, the greater Cincinnati area, there's an attachment between athletics and community. Um, people, and I told him this. I said people always, when I'm out, ever out of town, people go, "How have the Bengals not fired Marvin Lewis?" And I said, well, listen, I I don't I'm not a Bengals fan, so I'm not sure the details of this. But I'll tell you one thing. The Marvin Lewis Foundation does a lot for our community. And I said, I guarantee there were a lot of community people that didn't want Marvin Lewis to be fired and leave and that foundation disappear. So he was engaged with our community. Um, Anthony Munoz is a. Obviously, one of the greatest football players ever. Um, he's very engaged with our community. Andy Dalton was very involved in our community. So um, I think those people become beloved. So I told him, you, you, you can't sit in this office. And he was like, that's funny you say that because I hate sitting in the office. I'll sit in here and do what I have to do, but I'm a people person. Man, he's saying all the right stuff, right? He's saying, saying the good stuff. Then he asked me about um, the history of UC Hoops. He said, you know, tell me a little bit about, you know, some of the history. So I, kind of, I took him back to 1961, 62, uh, before that with Oscar and, um, you know, kind of the evolution of UC basketball to, to, from my standpoint um, when I played, uh, what the city was like when I played. And when it, he, he got really excited when I told him that I personally think – when I was playing, the city was so—I mean, it was so amped up about UC basketball. Now, when the Bengals are good, the city's like definitely pumped up. And the, but the Bengals haven't been like Super Bowl good, you know, since the Munoz days. Boomer Seisen, the Reds haven't been World Series good since the Eric Davis when they played the, uh, beat the A's in the World Series. So for so long. Bearcat basketball was the closest thing we had to a championship. So people were pumped up in the city for UC basketball. And he was like, so, so why? Why is that? What, what was the ingredients? So I kind of gave him my two cents and, and all that. And he, you could see what I liked about Coach Miller was he didn't write one thing down. But I know a good listener and I know someone that absorbs what you're saying. He heard everything I said, and he was taking and he was putting what I was saying into a file cabinet in his head. I could, I could see it, and I guarantee you he's going to apply some of those things that I talked to him about and what others have talked to him about into what he, what he does and his approach, um, I think, moving forward. Um, <clears throat> then we talked a little bit about hiring um, a former player. Um, which at that point I think it's pretty well known that uh, Dermar Johnson will be the former player that is on staff. I think they're trying to figure out what the title would be. And I'm very, very excited to have uh, DJ, or as I call him Slim, um, you know, back on the, the sidelines. And hopefully they utilize his knowledge, his skill set, as much as possible. I know that you know, Slim's goal is to be in the front office in the NBA, he might not be in college long, but at least that would set the stage for the next former player to come in. You know, maybe, maybe Slim gets the bug um, and wants to stay involved in college basketball once he's there. Um, you know, that, that would be my hope. I would love to see him and others, especially other former players from the Cincinnati Bearcat family, um, join the, join the uh, staff you know, over time. So I'm really, really excited. He was so impressed with, with Slim just his demeanor and if if you ever meet slim slim is just like everybody loves him everybody loves him he he, i don't think the man has like an enemy i'm sure he'll say he does but i just don't feel like he does he's just that genuine and nice of a person Uh, there is another person that will be joining the staff at some kind of entry level position Um, i can't say who it is right now he's not a former player but I'm very excited because he's one of my former interns with Shining Star. You talk about an excellent full circle moment. I'm gonna actually have him on the podcast when they announce his hiring. Um, he was an intern with me. He wanted to get involved with college basketball. I helped him get on to a staff, uh, which is um, in this area. I'm not gonna say what staff it is, but he was working for a Big 10 team at a very high level. And uh, so now he'll be working with, uh, Coach Miller and I'm very very excited for that. I'm going to have him and I'm going to have Slim on the podcast to kind of talk about their role very soon. Um, now, the other thing that Coach Miller and I talked about, we talked about, you know, what it's going to take for him to build this program up to the level of a championship program, and from a recruiting standpoint, like how is he going to recruit Cincinnati? How is he going to recruit Ohio? He's got to put his arms around the the really really high level kids in our area, and. Listen, he gets it. Like, he's been around Roy Williams, George Rattling. He's been around some of the top guys. So he he knows how to build a program. He knows what it takes. And you know that you need to have – you need to establish yourself in your own backyard. So if you're not getting the Cincinnati guys, the northern – you know, the state of Kentucky, um, you know, Indiana, northern part of our state, like, if you're not getting those guys or those guys aren't interested in your program – It's like, what are you doing there? Those guys should be knocking, banging down your door to want to be a Bearcat. And I told him, when I played for UC, it was unbelievable how many kids in Cincinnati wanted to play for the Bearcats. Like, there was no way Hugs Hugs was turning away tons and tons of players locally because they just didn't fit. But the great thing was, people wanted to play. They wanted to play for the Bearcats. And uh, he said, "I, I want to get that back. And then also recruiting on a, I think on a national level, getting the high level guys. And he seems like he he seems like he's very confident that he could bring in some high level guys over time to really be game changers. You know, if you think about UC basketball over the years, have always been like game changing players, i.e. Kenyon Martin, uh, Steve Logan, uh, Dermar Johnson, Satterfield. Like there's been game changing guys, and he feels very comfortable that he can get. Um, game-changing guys here very, very soon. That was encouraging. So I know the fans want to know: Did we talk about, you know, apparel? Um, yes, we did. Uh, we talked about the Under Armour deal. We talked about, you know, when I played the Jordan and what it was like. Um, we kind of talked through that. And I can't obviously reveal all those details or his personal feeling on things, but I think we had a very, very good conversation. Um, about that, and I'm, I'm excited about potentially the d- direction of uh, some sort of apparel deal. Um, what was impressive was, I mean, he gave me, I mean, between the time we met in the parking lot to the time I left, we were together for about two hours, which in coaches, D1 coaches' time, two hours is a long time. That means he's got to now grab his phone and return a lot of messages, and you, his phone was going off. While we were while we were talking, and he didn't he didn't budge. He didn't he didn't pick it up. Uh, this segment is sponsored by the College of Arts and Sciences at the University of Cincinnati. They have a new flexible bachelor's degree that will allow you to graduate conveniently and affordably. You won't lose any credit or have to start over. When I was leaving the office, uh, he introduced me to Chris Lepore, who's now working with him. Um, he worked at Belmont prior to, and believe it or not. When he was at Belmont, one of my former players was Shining Star, um, received the full scholarship to play at Belmont. And Chris Lapore, the Bearcats' new assistant, was there at the same time that our kid, um, Tyler Haddon, was there. And he was like, oh, I love Ty. So we hit it off right away. And so Coach Miller said, hey, I got to go. I got some things I got to do. The guys are in the gym. I think it was uh, – uh mason Matson was working out and there were some other guys in there working out he's like i gotta go check in on them so he left and then chris lapore and i sat down and we talked a little bit he asked me about like walk-ons like who have you had here in the past and you know what do you think uh you know the approach with walk-ons that we should be looking at and i, I kind of gave him some ideas and thoughts and some names of some kids um then he talked about where, where where he should live in the city. He looked at several different locations, and I was kind of giving him the breakdown of dealing with, with traffic here, which obviously we're not a big city like in LA, Chicago, and New York. But if you hit the wrong spots here, the traffic's terrible. And the traffic here is terrible, in my opinion, not because of the amount of people here. That's not the problem. The problem is construction. It's like some of this construction has been going on since I was like nine years old. It's like, they're doing construction on top of construction. So, you know, you got to navigate through, you know, the ways to get around the city, especially when you're going to Clifton. So we talked about that. We had a great conversation. Um, some of the other assistants that have been hired are not there yet. I know Mike Roberts, who was coming from IU. He had not arrived yet, so I didn't meet him. Uh, but here's a funny story. So, uh, so I, I leave out after talking with Chris, and I'm getting ready to walk down those steps and come running up the steps is Coach Miller. He's, like, running up the steps. And uh, I said, well, you're back already. And he goes, yeah, he said, I just wanted to check in on the guys. He just finished shooting. And I said, uh, who was down there? He says, uh, Mason Matson's in there right now, and Cumberland's coming in to shoot, and uh, Jaron." And I said, oh, I said, I've never met Mason. He's like, go down there, go down there. I want you to talk to him. So I go down to the the gym, and uh, Mason wasn't in there. Two of the managers were there, so I'm, I'm chopping it up with them. I know I know two of the managers pretty well. So we're talking, and then Mason ends up coming out, because he had finished shooting, I guess he showered, he was coming out, and I've never met the kid before, so I start making my way over to him. And so Mason Mattson's standing there, and he, like, has this bright look on his eyes, and he's like, hey! And I'm like, he, like, said hey like we've met before. And I was like, how you doing, Mason? I said, my name is Alex Meacham. And he goes, yeah, man, I I, you're, you're the guy on Twitter. I've seen you on Twitter before. And I'm like, well, I'm the Twitter guy. So we like talking um god that kid's got personality man he's got energy personality uh I was very very impressed with with Mason you you can see I mean th- th- this kid is going to be a good bearcat for a long time here um very very impressed with him um and then I tweeted him later saying hey I'm the guy you said you saw on Twitter he kind of chuckled at that but um and since my meeting with coach Miller um I have seen Tons of pictures of him with fans around the city. Like he's really embracing going around. He went to the Reds game throughout the first pitch. I told him, he asked me for advice with the first pitch. And I said, You realize like the first pitch is a big deal in our city. Like people love, I love the Reds. People love the Reds here. That's a big deal. And he's like, Really? I said, Yeah. So just do me a favor. Don't throw out a first pitch like Mayor Mallory. And he was like, What? And I showed him – He when I showed him, he was like, wow. Like, Mayor Mallory's pitch is like – Stu, is that humanly possible?
1: It looked like he did on purpose. It, <laughs>
0: hey, the best part of it – I watched that video like three times a, a year. The best part of it is my favorite – so Ocho Cinco is is – our favorite football player. Mm-hmm. My favorite baseball player of all time and Cincinnati Red is Eric Davis. Mm. Eric the Red Davis is like the ultimate in my book. Never met the guy before. But he's catching the first pitch that Mayor Mallory's throwing out. And go back and watch the video and look at Eric Davis's reaction. You seen that? Mm-hmm. After the he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and peep out Eric Davis's suit. It looks like George Washington's inaugural, like, uh, it, man, the collar on that suit. We're, we're going to watch that after we get off here. But I said, just don't do it. He was like, wow. He's like, I promise you, I, I will not be that bad. He said, I'm more athletic than that. Uh, but, hey, listen, this is what I love. He's been around the community. He's getting engaged. Um, Big Mike, the strength coach, is back, folks. That's huge. He, he went off to UConn. Um, he's back. His, his wife, Elise Jesse, I work with at Channel 5 a lot when I'm doing my uh, basketball, high school basketball segment with Channel 5. She's back. She's going to be back in town. It's great to have them back. Um, Mike is a great, great strength coach, great guy. Um, he's making the right hires. Uh, folks, we should be excited. We should be very, very excited about the direction, you know, of the program right now. Now, listen, I, w- I will say this, and I'm going to end the podcast on this. Um don't, don't judge this first season on it. Th- this first season, he's getting his feet wet, folks. Like, the portal, he's trying to get guys. You know, he's he's got transfers coming in from his old school. We've got leftover guys from last year. I don't mean that in the wrong way, like leftover, but guys coming back that are great, great pieces. Um, but but let's have realistic expectations. This is a growing process for the staff. Um, I'm, I'm confident after my meeting with him, he, he's going to make the right moves. I'm excited to see what he does. Uh, it's got to be a five-year plan, though, folks. We can't get ex- can't get over excited or or upset after one year. It's a five-year process, and I know people don't want to hear that they want to win right away. I'm not saying he's he's going to be. The team's not going to be good for four years, and the fifth year they're going to be good. I'm saying it's a five-year process to get back to a consistent every year and a year out dominance, which Bearcat basketball is capable of. I'm going to tell you this: the Bearcat basketball brand around the country is strong, and I'm I travel all around the country. I'm at AU tournaments. I'm in different cities. The Bearcat basketball brand is strong, and. That I have complete confidence that we can get back to that extremely high level that we've seen under the Cronin era and under the Bob Huggins era. And, by the way, uh, Coach told me that he reached out to uh, Mick Cronin. He spoke with Mick Cronin. Coach Miller told me he spoke with uh, Mick Cronin, and he reached out to uh, Coach Huggins, and he's waiting to hear back from him. So I think that's cool that he's talking to, you know, two of the former great coaches uh, for the Bearcat basketball program and just trying to pick their brain. So – um, this segment is sponsored by the College of Arts and Sciences at the University of Cincinnati they have a new flexible bachelor's degree that will allow you to graduate conveniently and affordably you won't lose any credit or have to start over once again I want to thank everybody for the support um, the, the, the podcast numbers have doubled we've got more and more people listening um, you know sponsors want to come aboard and I really think it's just because people are listening and hopefully we're giving them good content I think over the next uh, couple months we've got some surprises and some great content um, coming Uh, the Bearcat Basketball Podcast is now presented by the Healthcare Management Group shout out to everyone at HCMG and thank you for the support once again you can follow me on social media I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Alex underscore Meacham Meacham spelled M-E-A-C-H-A-M you can also find me on Facebook and LinkedIn Alex Meacham on Snapchat at BigMeach41 I'm on TikTok Alex meacham 41 right Stu? that's right Video coming soon. Coming soon. Coming 2023. 20, 2024. <laughs>
1: Twenty-five.
0: <laughs> uh, we'll get it. We'll get it popping, trust me. I wanna thank everybody for listening to the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. Go, Go Bearcats. Bearcats.